It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a football Friday, and it is the biggest game of the year. Finally, we are here for the 8-5 Houston Texans, the 8-5 Tennessee Titans, in a battle for AFC South Supremacy. Cannot wait to talk about this game with you guys. I hope you enjoyed the episodes from the week so far, especially Wednesday, talking Texans with Cody and John, the host of the Locked On Texans. And then yesterday, we did our schematic and statistic deep dive into both the Texans' offense and defense. Today, we will focus on our game preview. In our first segment, we will give you our keys to the game and our players who are keys to the Titans' victory. In our second segment as always my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and keeping it plus 100 to give you guys all of the fantasy and gambling information you need for the titans game on sunday to finish up the show we will do song of the afc south and our playoff picture preview and take a look at where the titans fans rooting interest should be around the nfl on sunday and what games have an impact on the titans playoff chances really excited to jump into everything with you guys let's get it your tennessee titans lead story let's preview this massive game against the houston texans at home in nashville on sunday let's start with our keys to the game first Surprisingly, everyone thinks of the Texans' passing attack when you think of Houston and how dynamic they are on offense, but it's the rushing attack of the Houston Texans that should scare the Titans. Right now, the Texans are 7th best in the NFL with 130 rushing yards per game. What that does is that allows their offense to be in 3rd manageable. It gets them in really convertible situations, which when they get into 3rd and short, 3rd and 5, 3rd and 6 and shorter, it allows them to really attack the coverage that they're seeing, whether that be man or zone. They can find a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who's one of the best receivers in the league, and they can have him find a hole in a zone, or they can have him simply beat his man and man coverage for an easy short completion, or Deshaun Watson can use his legs at that moment in time. So it's really important to get the Texans in third and long, not allow them to establish the run early on and put themselves ahead of the chains. Another factor of that is their offensive line is not fantastic. Um, They have been helping their offensive line by getting in third and short and letting Deshaun Watson get the ball out of his hands, but they've given up 39 sacks on the season, which is middle of the road in the NFL. So if the Titans can get the Texans into third and long by stopping the run, then they should be able to put some pressure on Deshaun Watson and take advantage of this subpar offensive line, which should help them create turnovers. Right now, the Titans' defense is hurting, especially in the secondary. So the second game plan point is to get some turnovers. Right now, the Titans' defense hasn't really been stopping people with the exception of the second half in Oakland. What they've been doing is they've been forcing turnovers, getting their offense the ball again, giving their offense more scoring opportunities by turning over the ball because consistent stops with the secondary the way that it is right now. It's just not possible at this moment. The third big point in the game plan will be getting to play action. Obviously, the Titans are taking advantage of teams in play action, but... 
especially the Texans, their linebackers and their safeties are very susceptible to play action, just like the Colts. They're very aggressive, and their linebackers can be fooled with motion, misdirection. Uh, If you see a double screen where the Titans fake a screen one way, go to a screen the opposite direction with a tight end, things like that, those kind of misdirection plays can really catch the Texans off guard on defense. So if you combine play action with motion, formation shifts, double screens, misdirection plays, if you combine those together, you should really be able to take advantage of this Texans pass defense that, quite frankly, is one of the worst in the league, giving up 265 yards a game, 27th worst. So that's exactly where the Titans should be able to you know, get some profitable plays going. Now to do that, you will need to lean on the run game, at least early on, make sure that's available, but with this Texans defense, I don't even think the run game needs to be super successful to be able to take advantage of their undisciplined defense, especially in play action. So those are my key game plan points. As for the players that I think will make a huge impact, based on what I said there, Logan Ryan's going to have to match up with DeAndre Hopkins on those third and shorts. The Titans will probably go man in those situations, and it'll be important to find a way to get Logan Ryan matched up on DeAndre Hopkins. I would suspect that the Texans will try to motion him and move him around to get him away from Logan Ryan, but it'll be important for Logan Ryan to match up with DeAndre Hopkins as much as possible since the other corners available are so banged up. On another note on offense, Ryan Tannehill will have to continue his hot play, his scorching play. This Texans team will score points on this Titans defense, so it'll be vital that Ryan Tannehill meets the expectation, meets the challenge, and plays just as well, if not better, than Deshaun Watson. On that note, someone who is going to be receiving passes from Ryan Tannehill, I think this will be a big Jonu Smith game. I mentioned the reasons why. Formation shifts, motions, double screens, play action, over the middle, taking advantage of linebackers and safeties. That's all tight end work. Last week, Noah Fant, the tight end for the Denver Broncos, had four catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Jonu Smith will need to repeat that for the Titans to secure a victory in Houston. That will wrap up our game preview, though. I do want to make sure that I mention to you guys that on Thursday, Ryan Tannehill was awarded FedEx Air Player of the Week, and also Derrick Henry was awarded FedEx Ground Player of the Week for their performances in Oakland. Fantastic run the Titans have been on lately. Before we jump into our second segment, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Preview and keeping it plus 100 for all the gambling and fantasy information on the game, I do want to let you guys know about the injury update. Right now, Adoree Jackson, Derrick Henry, and Adam Humphreys did not practice on Thursday. Darren Bates was limited on a side field working with the strength and conditioning coach, which means LaShawn Sims was available and was able to play in a limited fashion and practice, which is super important. Right now, we really just need to keep our eye on the cornerback injuries. The Titans really need to get a Dory Jackson back if they're going to be able to make any kind of playoff push. And having LaShawn Sims back will definitely benefit them as soon as possible and help kind of get Tremaine Brock off the field and give him time to learn a little bit before the Titans go into this final playoff push and hopefully into the playoffs. So, That is going to wrap up our first segment. Let's go into my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Preview and keeping it plus 100. 
Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can go whenever the opportunity arises. You let off with a home run, guys. Make sure you can go deep in your second bat as well. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com to get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHU.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, the NBA, and the start of the college basketball season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites that week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LOCKED on to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. Let's take a look at the fantasy aspect of the game today. A lot of you are probably into your fantasy playoffs. If so, congratulations. Unfortunately, I made it to the playoffs and was knocked out in all leagues in round one. So at this point, I am just on your guys' team trying to help you out as much as I possibly can. Now, some of you are probably still playing daily fantasy. It's a big focus for me once you know, the regular fantasy season ends, you want to stay in the action, stay in the game. So let's take a look at some of our options in season long, if you are still in the playoffs. And then of course, we will focus on some daily fantasy cheap options there as well. So let's get into it here by taking a look at the average points allowed at each position for the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans defense is allowing the sixth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, giving up 21.5 points on average. The Houston Texans defense is giving up the ninth most fantasy points per week to running backs at 20.6. The 13th most wide receiver fantasy points at 23. The 8th most tight end fantasy points at 8.2 and the Texans offense is only allowing fantasy defenses to score 6.7 points per week. That's 22nd 
in the league. So taking a look at some of those raw numbers and going position by position to look at our options here. I think this is a week where you queue up Ryan Tannehill. Since the, he's started his last seven games, he's averaging 22 fantasy points a game. That's the second best average in the NFL behind Lamar Jackson. Of course, as I mentioned, the Texans are giving up the sixth most fantasy points to quarterbacks per game. Uh, I mentioned in our first segment their inability to stop passing games with just regular raw NFL numbers. So I would queue up Ryan Tannehill here. He's about the seventh most expensive quarterback in most daily fantasy sites. If you are streaming quarterback in the regular fantasy season-long playoffs, Tannehill is definitely an option for you if he's not already on one of your teams. He's been fantastic and he's been on this hot streak and most people have picked him up by now, but if not, then I would definitely suggest streaming Ryan Tannehill if that's a position that you are in. Moving to running back, if you're in a season-long league, you're definitely rolling with Derrick Henry, not a problem there. But if you are in a fantasy, a daily fantasy situation, although the Texans give up a decent amount of fantasy running back points, they are ninth worst in that or best, whichever way you want to look at it. They give up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs per week. Uh, Derrick Henry is the third most expensive running back right now. He's been the best running back in the NFL fantasy-wise over the last you know three or four games, but but with how expensive he is and the Texans probably going to key on the run game and being so vulnerable in the passing game and with Henry's hamstring, knowing that he might rest if the game gets to a certain point, uh, I don't think I would feel comfortable letting him be a building block of my daily fantasy team at this moment in time. Moving to wide receiver. Although the Texans do better against wide receivers than they do against running backs, quarterbacks, or tight ends, uh, I would go ahead and throw A.J. Brown in lineups right now. He has been absolutely insane in the last three games. Uh, He's averaging 17.5 fantasy points a game in that stretch. He's only $6,000 right around there on most fantasy sites. He's below Zach Paschal for the Colts, who's going up against the Saints. I just... That's just incredible value as a third wide receiver or flex. Just fantastic value there. You got to look at AJ Brown as a nice daily fantasy candidate. And then at tight end, I am queuing up Jonu Smith this week. And if you're streaming tight ends in the tight end wasteland that is regular season long fantasy, I would look at Jonu Smith as well. He's only about $3,500 on most daily fantasy sites. He's the 26th least or 26 most expensive least expensive whichever way you want to look at it he's the 26th expensive tight end on most daily fantasy sites at least past 25 just absolutely insane I think he's going to eat the Texans up this week so big John New Smith game and remember the last time I told you guys a big John New Smith game was coming so just remember I told you so I would stay away from the Titans defense right now. They are they are a sieve. They're they're giving up anything in the passing game. The secondary is super beat up. They're not communicating as well as they were early in the season. I expect there to be points scored in this game. My prediction on Wednesday was 31-24, 31-27, somewhere in there. I still believe that to be the case. So I'm gonna look for some points to get scored here, and I would stay away from the Titans defense because they're gonna have to hope for a turnover 
to have a good day, and that's just not what I want to go in, having a defense that's turnover-dependent. There are better matchups. You can find other defenses that are better values there. So that will wrap up our fantasy conversation and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview. Let's go to keeping it plus 100. The spread for this game against the Texans is what I would call the most generic spread in gambling. It is Titans minus three. To me, that tells me that Vegas sees these teams as relatively even. They have really good offenses. They have porous defenses right now. They have solid run games. Um, They have some playmakers on both sides of the ball, but the Titans are at home. And since the Titans are at home, they're going to get that three-point advantage that you typically would see for home teams that Vegas considers pretty equal. So with the Titans being a three-point favorite in this game, I'm going to have to stay away. I know that my predictions score-wise, 31-24, 31-27 would make this uh, a spread that I would be interested in, but the volatility of the game is going to keep me away from it. It could go any way. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans were to win 31-17 and the Titans defense just didn't have it and the offense came back down to earth after the hot streak. Like There are a lot of different outcomes that are possible here based on uh, how unhealthy the Titans secondary is based on how just terrible the Texans secondary is, how talented both offenses are. Just a lot of possible outcomes here. It could be a a shootout. If one team gets turnovers, it could be a blowout. You just don't know. So I would stay away from betting this game whatsoever. If you wanted to maybe get the Titans with some points, possibly, but even if you were to parlay that and and get it to where the Titans are getting points, I still wouldn't feel very comfortable just because all the all the different factors and variables that I mentioned before. The over-under here is at 50 points. I would go ahead and take the over on that. Uh, even if it is a blowout and one team wins, I could see uh, 31-17, something like that. I'm going to take the over on 50. I think either way, whichever team does come out victorious, they're going to score over 30 points. So I see this going over 50 points for sure, which means it'll probably be like some sort of weird defensive struggle that both teams haven't done in in over a month and a half but you know it it's just one of those lines 50 is a lot but with the way these teams are playing I really like that line so that is going to wrap up our fantasy and gambling coverage from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and keeping it plus 100. We are going to jump into our third and final segment where we will talk about all the different games going around all over the NFL, how they impact our Titans, and which of those games we need to focus on the most and who we should be rooting for in those games. Before we do get into that, I want to remind you that the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of bounce and sync. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL and using locked NFL at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all our other offers from locked on sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. Song of the AFC South and our playoff picture preview. Let's take a look at some other games around the National Football League this weekend and talk about how they impact the Titans' playoff chances and what 
our rooting interest should be in those games. So first, Thursday night football, full disclosure to you guys, I record this show on Thursday night. So the game is not completed yet, but it is expected with the Baltimore Ravens being 11-2, and being at home, and being 16.5 point favorites that they will go ahead and be victorious over the lowly New York Jets. So let's just act as if Baltimore won that game. If the Jets upset the Ravens, I'll update you guys on Monday, but that would be quite the upset with the way that the Ravens are playing right now. So Baltimore will probably be 12-2. and No shock there. Even if they lost 11-3, and not really a big impact on the Titans. The Ravens will be one of the top two seeds, and the Titans won't be. So there's kind of no real carry over there unless the Ravens were go- basically lose out the rest of their games and go 11-5, and which I just don't foresee them doing. So Baltimore will probably wrap that one up, and you know they're in the playoffs. We want to keep you updated on the playoff picture, but probably won't have a big impact on the Titans. Now, a game that does... Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City is 9-4. and four. They are 9.5-point favorites in this game. However, with the way Denver played last week against the Texans, can we rule Denver out, especially in a division game where they know the Chiefs a little bit better than they would even the Texans? So uh, Vic Fangio is a great defensive coach. He appears to be a pretty good coach. The Broncos, I believe at this moment in time, are 5-8. and eight. They are a decent football team. They had some weird bounces at the beginning of the season. They got lucky with the Titans and their state that they got to play them in, so I don't really feel bad, but just saying, Denver could give Kansas City a pretty good game. If Kansas City were to lose and go to 9-5 and five and somehow the Titans were to win, well, now the Titans have the chance to, you know, beat them out in seeding, considering the head-to-head win there, so the Titans could vault up to as high as the third seed in the AFC playoffs if Denver were able to help them out in back-to-back weeks. Going forward, this is kind of like Baltimore. New England is 10-3. and They're 10-point favorites in Cincinnati. If New England loses a third straight game and Cavs set off with a loss to Cincinnati, we are going to have a different discussion uh, next week as to where New England can go um, because Buffalo is right on their tail at 9-4 and four with a winnable game this week as well. So New England, like Kansas City, not really in the Titans' view right now, but if the Titans keep winning and the Patriots keep losing, that's a discussion that could be coming up in a few weeks. The biggest non-Titans game of the week is the Buffalo Bills, who are 9-4 and four, at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 8-5 and five and who are two-point favorites. Simply, the Titans want the Bills to win this game, and I'll explain why. The Steelers go to 8-6, and six, and it's two-prong. If the Titans lose, well, now the Titans are 8-6, and six, the Steelers are 8-6, and six, the Texans take a chokehold on the AFC South, but the Titans are still you know, keeping pace with the Steelers for that sixth wildcard spot, which the Bills would take the fifth wildcard spot pretty handily if they were to win this game and go to 10-4. and four. Now, the other side of that is if the Titans win and the Bills win, well, now the Steelers are down in 8-6 and six, tied with the Texans, and the Titans just have a, a better grip on the AFC South and still have the chance of playing the Steelers in the playoffs, which I would love if the Titans were able to be a three seed and play a six seed Steelers with Duck Hodges at quarterback rather than playing the Texans for a third time. So that would not be a bad thing for the Titans to root for the Bills. Now, if the Steelers do win 
and the Titans win, well, now that's kind of a good thing if the Titans slip up in the last few games because now the Bills, the Titans, and Steelers are all tied for the wild card, and it gives the Titans two open slots to fight for rather than just the one. So there are a couple different ways to frame the game, but it would be best if the Bills were able to beat the Steelers and kind of give the Titans a safety net there in case things don't go absolutely well. But the Titans should be focused on winning the division, which should keep their focus on beating the Texans. Speaking of the division, let's just cover the other division teams real quick. Jacksonville, who is 4-9 and nine and fallen apart. They've lost three or four games in a row by multiple scores, just absolutely being dismantled. They play the Oakland Raiders, who are probably upset about what the Titans did to them at home last week in the second half. The Raiders are 6-7 and seven and are 6.5-point favorites. I just want Jacksonville to keep losing, just keep that spiral going down. Now, the next game is very interesting. The 6-7 and seven Indianapolis Colts are at the New Orleans Saints, who are 10-3 and three, coming off of a loss at home to the 49ers in the best game of the year so far, probably, if, if you're just a general NFL fan. The, uh, the, the Saints are nine-point favorites right now. The Saints also are probably pretty upset about the loss that they took last week. Now, if they can come out at home on Monday Night Football and demolish the Colts, that would be ideal for the Titans. Then they go into Nashville next week feeling pretty comfortable about where they're at as a team, feeling pretty good after a beatdown loss, and since they're playing on Monday night, and since the Titans are playing two home games in a row, the Titans will have a huge advantage on them in terms of the health of the team. It's an extra day of rest, less travel, a lot of time will be on the Titans' side in terms of the ability to get healthy and recover. So that will be nice. Let's hope that the Saints are able to really put one on the Colts and they can, you know, kind of have a trap game in Tennessee in Week 16 to help out the Titans there who will most likely need to win that game if they want to get like a third seed or win the division, whatever you want to say. The Titans will need that game. So that is going to do it for our song of the AFC South and playoff picture preview. Great episode for you guys. I hope you enjoyed all the episodes this week. Felt like this back half of the week, we really dug into the Texans, really dug into the playoffs and how the Titans are playing on offense. So I hope you enjoyed all of those shows. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Hopefully I see you guys on a victory Monday. This was Locked on Titans. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.